0: Hello everyone, this is meteorologist Charles Root with WCTV Pinpoint Weather Team uh, with their inaugural podcast, Cirrus About Weather. Hope any of you get the joke. Maybe you get the joke, maybe not. Maybe I'm just a terrible person. But uh, we're here today in our inaugural podcast to get started uh, with introducing our newest member of the Pinpoint Weather team. Her name is Hannah Messier. Uh, she comes to us from the cold tundra up north, which is also known as Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Welcome to the podcast, and welcome to WCTV pinpoint weather team.
1: Thanks, Charles. I'm excited to be here.
0: All right, so this podcast is going to be more about introducing Hannah to the team, asking a lot of questions about, you know, her, her background, her experience, uh, and some, you know, interesting tidbits along the way. So uh, brace yourselves now. All right, so Hannah, I'll ask you to start off with this one. Tell us uh,
1: Just tell us a little bit about
0: yourself, where you're from, family, anything you want to say about that.
1: Well, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, like you said. It is so much colder than here. I (laughs) bet. I'm loving how warm it is down here and then how much sunshine that you guys have seen. Up further north, you don't get quite as much sun during the winter, so I'm really happy to be in the sunshine state. But you know, South Dakota isn't the only place I've lived. I've lived basically all over the country since I'm a military brat. So this isn't my first time living in the South. I've also lived in San Antonio, Texas. So I think I'll be able to survive your summers at least maybe to start out with. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty warm in the summer I've heard.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's a lifelong Florida and I can say this, uh, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Brace Um, So you said you're a military brat. Uh, it was a father, your father, right? Uh, yeah. Which branch?
1: My dad was in the Air Force, so uh, he was a doctor in the Air Force. That's how he got his, uh, his medical school paid for. Was okay. through a scholarship through the Air Force, and you know, I, we've been in Vermont, uh, Texas, like I said, mm-hmm. Alaska for a couple of years, which was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, lived in Okinawa, Japan for a couple of years, and they had they didn't have Hurricanes, they had typhoons, mm-hmm. the Asian equivalent. So uh, even though I haven't seen hurricanes in like a while, I've been kind of seeing typhoons. So a little similar.
0: Wow. And any uh, typhoons that you've been, of, uh, been through, you think of like a name?
1: Yeah, uh, it's actually. Typhoon Cup of Soup, we called it Typhoon Cup of Soup because we (laughs) could not pronounce the Japanese way. But uh, we've got, we had school canceled for some of those typhoons, the power went out. And then on the military bases, they have warnings that uh, are broadcast all across the bases on loudspeakers. So Mm -hmm. for the entire time during the typhoon, you would hear typhoon emergency, stay in your house. And you know, after hour five, we're like, yes. We get it. There is a typhoon <laughs> we'll have outside. to stay inside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what got you into weather? What got you into meteorology?
1: So because I lived in different places, I really got interested in why the weather was so different in these places. Like, I've got to tell you, you can't get much different from San Antonio, Texas to Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh, very warm, a lot of severe weather in Texas, where in Alaska we dealt with the blizzards. Uh, the cold weather. So, like, why are they so different? So that got me really interested in weather. Cause from a young age, I've basically experienced any type of weather you could ask for.
0: Oh, I bet. Now, where in Texas were you at?
1: Uh, San Antonio. Okay,
0: San Antonio. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you get lots of weather in Texas. I've only been there maybe under a handful of times, but yeah, uh, it's it's a lot. A lot of happens out there. Um, so, now you tell me about how you got, what got you into weather. So, where did you go and where did you go to school at, and why that school?
1: I'm an Iowa State Cyclone, and it's okay. because, oh a, a lot of it is because of, they have a great weather program. It's, it is a little small, but the professors up there are great, and I learned a lot. They, and you'd think the Midwest wouldn't really be where you'd study tropical weather, but I did get to study with a tropical professor down, uh, up there, too, which was a good experience for me. And then it was kind of close to my home. Uh, There actually isn't a meteorology school, per se, in Mm -hmm. South Dakota. There's one out in the Black Hills that is atmospheric science. But uh, it was the best, closest meteorology school to me.
0: Okay. Closer to family, closer to everything. Yeah. All right. Um, So what was your favorite weather class and why?
1: Oh, so... I really liked this uh, mesoscale dynamics class, which basically taught the science behind a lot of the severe weather we were taught. Uh, Professor Dr. Gallus, he went over the equations that go into tornadoes, which, wow, like, uh, there were a lot of headaches trying to solve some of those equations. Uh, but it, it, it was worth it. And then how different shapes of the storms can help different kinds of tornadoes, how basically tornado research right now is like they have these powerful supercomputers mm-hmm. that they take uh, real data from past storms and they put them into these supercomputers and make 3D models to try to figure out what wind in the storm goes into these tornadoes and stuff. So learning about these different theories and models that they have to try to determine what causes severe weather was really interesting.
0: That is pretty cool. Uh, so you talked about uh, talked to me before about you doing undergrad thesis. It was a senior thesis, right? Um, so what did you study? Why? And what were some of the results you found?
1: So my senior thesis was with that tropical professor, Dr. Gonzalez, that I talked with. It was about hurricanes and basically how their tracks versus. Uh, their tracks, um, looking at the North Atlantic Subtropical High, which is the Bermuda High that sits out in the Atlantic Ocean, and that dominates the wind patterns a lot in the Atlantic. So how strong it was or what, how, how its winds encompassed the Atlantic Ocean and how that affected the hurricanes hitting land. And we did find that a lot of times that's what really drove a lot of the hurricanes. Like uh, Hurricane Maria mm-hmm. that hit Puerto Rico a couple years ago, that one would basically follow the high all across the ocean and uh, was one, a big factor in why that hit Puerto Rico. And... Um, compared when the uh, seasons where a lot of hurricanes ended up hitting the coast of the U.S. and then seasons where it didn't. And I did find a correlation that when the high was kind of weaker and a little bit further out into the ocean, we didn't see as many storms hit the U.S., whereas when the high was a little bit stronger, that's when we saw a few more storms hit uh, hit us. I also looked at um, the African easterly jet and the Saharan air layer. That's You wouldn't think that weather in Africa would have a huge impact in North America, but it really does. When the the Heron Desert air kind of gets blown over the ocean. It's drier, and it causes those thunderstorms that you need to get hurricanes going at the Atlantic to not necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. So learning how that can affect the weather out here was really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, and definitely very useful for this market, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially as we go into hurricane season. I know we're not counting down or anything, but uh, another few more months. Um, so what do you like better Bye heat or the cold
1: I actually like the heat so much better. Uh, something that we have up in the north, it's called seasonal affective disorder. Basically, the cold and how dark it is can really affect people's moods. And it really gets to me. I actually, when I was living up in the Midwest, had to sit in front of these really bright lights in the middle of the winter to trick my brain into thinking it was sunny and warm. Oh, wow. and sunny outside. I And up to 30 minutes a day, I would sit in front of these lights in the morning. Otherwise, I would be like, Groggy the entire day, so I don't have to do that down here. So I'm really just go outside ex- today, it was a yeah, nice day. Out it, there. it was gorgeous outside, especially. Yeah, it, it was absolutely beautiful with the sunshine. So that's that's nice. And I've actually lived in warm climates about the same amount I've lived in cold climates. So I'm happy to be back in the warmth after South Dakota.
0: Yeah, I've heard of that uh, disorder too, where it's just so much cloud cover, you're not. Uh, it just feels like doom and gloom the whole time, you know? And yeah. me going to the grad school in Mississippi State, there's a lot more cloud cover, I felt, there than it was here, you know? And there were times like, man, it's just so gloomy. When is it going to break apart, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, so, same question. Snow or rain?
1: Oh, that, that really depends because snow is pretty. It's, if, like, snow, snow has, a, especially on Christmas... Like every like everyone up north is very interested in having like a white Christmas, so and then those and inside though inside the snow is pretty. If you have to go driving in it, that's a, that's a little yeah. more sketchy. But uh, I love the rain too. The way you know the way where it the air smells after a good rainstorm is, is that that's really great. Uh, I like the rain in the spring. How a lot of times that'll make the grass come back, and mm-hmm. that's that's always nice too. And you know you don't get severe weather with snowstorms typically. And se- yep. severe weather is kind of fun to forecast for. So mm. I guess I kind of like the rain a little bit better than the snow. Okay.
0: Uh, so you know, we're not going to see as much snow here. <laughs> <laughs> know. Oh,
1: That's fair. <laughs> I, I'm kind of trying to escape the snow. And to be honest, my parents and my family will probably be trying to visit me to escape the snow more often than I go visit to escape the warmth.
0: Yeah, that is fair. You know, I if I was them, I'd probably cut the hair as much as I can. You know, what is the best weather memory that you have?
1: Oh, there, there are a lot. So, when I was like maybe three, this is while we were in San Antonio, we had the uh, tornado warning come through our house and my dad was uh, off working and I was at home with my mom and my sister so my mom is looking outside and she sees like the green sky, sky and she's like oh no and I'm just sitting on the computer oblivious to the world I'm playing like ABC's on our <laughs> PC and then uh, my, I hear my mom yelling like, Hannah get off the computer we have to go I'm like I don't care and then the next thing I know my mom drags me away from the computer and for the next couple hours me her and my sister are all hiding in the bathroom because, you know, it's a tornado warning. But, you know, I had no idea what was going on. So I thought the computer had was the problem and that the computer was going to attack me. <laughs> so actually, for the next five years of my childhood, I was pretty scared of computers. Anytime the dial-up connection would pop up, I'd be like, oh, no, it's, 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 it's the It's the moment. It's
0: the time. Something bad is going to happen. Wow. that's
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and then I guess my other favorite uh, weather memory would be out in Okinawa mm-hmm. when we had that typhoon come through because that was really cool. Well, not cool. It was, you know, kind of scary at the time. But it was also interesting when we had a lot of those winds come through, uh, lots of rain down. uh, downpour and just kind of seeing what you know a hurricane actually in typhoon actually was Mm because without like you hear about it on the news but without actually kind of experiencing it you don't know what necessarily people go through
0: yeah all right first I'll ask you this. this is your first time living in Florida
1: yes okay
0: all right so what are you excited about being here
1: so I hear residents of Florida get like discounts to go to Disney World. So that's kind of fun. Yes. Uh that that'll be good. The beaches. There okay, there are no real beaches in the Midwest obviously. There are lakes and a lot of people have lake houses, but it's not it's not the same as like going to the beach. And I haven't been especially in the south because i've been to beaches up north kind of like on the uh, on in the new england mm-hmm. but not necessarily down here and just living 40 minutes from the beach that's that's amazing i'm, I'm really excited for that
0: yeah, there are lots of great beaches around especially when i make a recommendation st george island area is very nice uh panama city is definitely very nice out there so those are places uh, to really check out uh when you're since you live for you're pretty close to nice places around here uh to scope out. So, yeah, this place is, Florida is full of a lot of things. So, what is one thing that has surprised you about living in Florida so far?
1: Um, well, that's a hard question.
0: Were there certain expectations you had about Florida, and they're like, oh,
1: maybe this is not
0: what I thought it was gonna be? Anything like that?
1: Um, no, not necessarily, I guess my expectations were, uh, uh, there are so many trees here, yes. like, uh, Especially there's here so in Tallahassee. many trees, I gotta tell you, <laughs> there aren't as many trees in the Midwest, we've got cornfields okay. and lots of open space, we don't have a whole lot of trees, like, oh, we have along the rivers you can see some, but when we first landed in Tallahassee, I was like, oh my gosh, like, the The city is in the middle of the woods and,
0: <laughs> pretty much. and it's
1: it's very pretty especially driving along some of the roads here with like the canopy roads those, mm. those are gorgeous so it's i didn't necessarily like people told me i'm like you, you'll see a lot of trees here i'm like okay and you know <laughs> y- yeah right, all
0: right yeah i mean they're everywhere right <laughs>
1: there there are a lot uh so that that's kind of that's kind of fun that's cool
0: uh yes uh you'll see a lot of that here uh definitely uh, i have to say places like granted the sample size of places i live is very small uh but even in gainesville you know i don't think they have as many trees as we do here uh, in tallahassee so being here being in this field uh, what makes you think sometimes this is why i'm a meteorologist
1: mainly to keep people safe mm-hmm like that is the that is probably the number one priority is to make sure that when you know some dangerous weather kinda comes around to Uh, you know keep people informed like up in Sioux Falls we had a tornado come through our town and just realizing how important it was even just on social media to get the word out to people you know stay in your houses and that's what that saves lives keeping people uh, informed and safe during that kind of weather and down here it it would be those hurricanes, making sure the forecast is always like updated and we're keeping, you know, people safe as those, as that weather comes in and, you know, in a not not dangerous weather too. Um, It it does impact people's lives, whether or not it's raining, like Mm -hmm. changing your plans and things like that. So just to mainly help, you know, people down here in Florida with uh, making their plans and staying safe.
0: So what do you think will be the biggest forecasting challenge here in this area?
1: Oh, so a lot, probably like those pop-up showers you get in the summer, uh, making sure I'm paying attention to one way we forecast for those is um, skewed T log P diagrams, uh, pa- making sure I'm uh, being very careful at reading those and uh, well, watching to see when those pop-up showers will be. I know like forecasting hurricane tracks will also be uh, very, uh, probably a little challenging, but mainly uh, those pop-up showers is what I'm going to probably find the most uh, difficult part of forecasting in this area.
0: Now, for the person just listening asking, what's a skew T log P? What is the answer to that?
1: Basically, you know, everyone's heard about weather balloons, mm-hmm. and that's uh, what we send up into uh, the atmosphere, to, and that has a little box on it that takes temperature, dew point, wind, pressure all up through the atmosphere, and when we look at those that, that data is put into a chart, and that chart is called a skew T log P diagram, and that can tell meteorologists about the, how much moisture is in the atmosphere, how warm it is, and that helps us determine when what kind of weather you're gonna get. Okay. I, actually, one of my uh, favorite times in school, I actually got to launch those weather balloons. Oh, that is fun. Th- that we got to launch it them from the top the roof of our uh, meteorology program. And may, it wasn't going to – we're not going to be doing this here, but it was for a re- research on aircraft icing mm. de- to uh, determine what levels are safe for planes to fly in because, every you know, up north uh, – Oh, ice crystals can form on the airplanes, and that doesn't that decreases lift, and it causes them to go down. That's why you have to wait in airports sometimes if yeah. there's a for in de ice for icing on the planes. It's really important. So we use that weather balloon data to find what layer of the atmosphere would have the most icing, and yeah, what conditions would have the most icing of course that meant me and my friends would be in the middle of a snowstorm huddled in blankets on top of a roof <laughs> collecting balloon data but you know it was also a lot of fun and yeah. some really good experience so yeah this balloon data is also used for some severe weather down here mm-hmm.
0: yeah i noticed uh like uh, project vortex out in midwest uh project vortex southeast you know Uh, they do a lot of those balloon launches over there, even my alma mater Mississippi State, you know, once in a while they'll do some research too and go out and launch balloons around the times of severe weather. So that data is really crucial uh, to determining, you know, what kind of, what, what our severe weather threat would lie ahead. So that, it's really useful. So what should viewers know about you?
1: I like to have fun okay. uh, a lot in my weather cast so something I really like animals too so uh, cats especially so I'm gonna start a cats and coffee forecast uh, up, up north we kind of used it for because you know it's just sometimes too cold for dog walking. you don't want no one wants to walk their dog when it's two degrees outside that's no, just not the plan no, no. so but you know here if it's especially in the morning uh, you want to stay inside it's, it's, it's been kind of cold here too some mm. mornings in the 20s and 30s so so uh, just kind of keeping, like, balancing it out, dogs and cats, in the forecast. Um, I like uh, ke- I-, I like keeping people informed with my forecasts, too. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, by the way, if you want to submit your pictures of a cat, you can always go to our website, wctv.tv and on the button there's a button on the top it used to say submit it but now it says something else i can't think of the name right now in my head uh but it basically there's a way you can submit the pictures on our website go through there click on the button on the top and it'll take you to a page where you can upload your pictures just pre- another thing i want to pre- uh, uh, bring up too don't forget to include your pet's name especially for the dog walking forecast because if <laughs> we have some people unfortunately don't submit the pet's names so like well, we gotta know your name we gotta know what to call you we gotta know to call the dog so don't forget to uh, uh, include your pet's name when you submit your picture, whether it's the dog or the cat.
1: Unless you want us to name your pet.
0: Yeah, we can, we can name them, too. Some people may not like the pet's name we provide. Maybe fluffy instead of furry. I don't know. I can't have not hard <laughs> time with names. Before we close out here, do you have a couple of questions for me?
1: Yeah, so how long have you been here at WCTV, and why do you like the area so much?
0: Well, it's close, it's close to home for me. Being a Florida native, you know... One of my goals coming out of grad school was like, you know, I would be it would be nice to come back home. A lot of people coming out of school, especially in meteorology, don't always have that luxury right after the bat. So uh, I, I kind of got lucky with that. Uh, I've been here for a little over six years now, but I started off off camera, not on camera. I had a photojournalism background before uh, uh, meteorology, before I studied meteorology, so... There was a photog opening here. Uh, let's just say I had a hard time finding jobs after school. Uh, so uh, I'm like, you know what? I pounced on it, and uh, I was, was luckily l- lucky to start here at WCTV. I worked with Julie Montanaro behind the scenes a lot uh, for a couple of years or so, uh, and I kind of got a better idea of the craft of reporting as well, weather reporting, which is something, Hannah, you'll be doing as well, uh, on the science and the weather and... Uh, environmental aspects but you know working with her kind of gave me some really good you know feedback and understanding a bit more than I already had uh, in terms of putting a good story together so I got a lot of experience in that but at the same time I kind of found my way into the weather department you know working with Mike McCall and Rob uh, you know just getting my feet wet and practicing at the wall because on-camera experience is something I didn't really have. You know, I was more the the behind-the-scenes track, not the broadcast track. So I had to kind of do a lot of practice at the wall to get good at it. Uh, But eventually, you know, luckily, um, uh, they brought me on as the fourth Met and I've been doing it for the last three years here.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of fun because then you get to see both sides of the newsroom. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's something I'm kind of excited to do too, a lot of the science weather reporting. that mm. That's a lot of fun, a way to like learn something new every day. That's what I love about this job. Mm-hmm. Each day oh, yeah. you got something different to work with.
0: And you did some uh, uh, pet reporting as well when you were uh, over at your previous station, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, One of the stories I did was at our Humane Society in Sioux Falls, they ran out of some pet food for their pet uh, food shelter bank. And so I put some story out about getting some more pet food into the pet food bank, and people, you know, sent their pet food. So... Uh, pet stories are fun I've done some stories on flooding because you know up in the Midwest flooding was a big deal mm-hmm. and oh it, here it's you've had a drought kind of a dry spell for the last year it's because the Midwest has gotten all of the rain yeah. and let me tell you the Midwest will be so thrilled if the Florida gets some of that rain back because that means they could get a little bit of a break
0: yeah we're still under a deficit from last year I think we ended 2019 here in Tallahassee about Almost 20, inch, around a 20-inch deficit, so we could really use some rain, just not all at once, but we could really use some more rain uh, to kind of balance things out a little bit uh, over the long term. Uh, anything else?
1: Yeah, so why, why, why do you like weather? Why, what makes you get out of bed and go in the morning and say, yes, I'm a weatherman?
0: Even despite the very early alarm clock sometimes. But, you know, I, I got into weather as a child. Uh, I, was, I think I was 9 years old, living in central Florida. And I got so annoyed in the afternoons. I'm like, why is it raining when I want to go outside and play with my friends? Why, why is it raining? So uh, I started watching uh, local meteorologists on TV. You know, I live in the Orlando market. And uh, kind of I want to know why, you know, why that was. And uh, it's funny. You know, the more I watch... The more I wanted to learn. I remember going to the library sometimes, checking out books, anything, anything I can understand in it, you know, watch specials on television too. Um, and then it just kind of carried on, th- you know, throughout my life. And uh, long story short, you know, I was a journalism student at first. And then I decided, you know, this is around the time of the 08, 2008 economic crash. I see all the newspaper jobs going away. That's something I kind of want to go into originally. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. So uh, I was like, you know what? I think now's the time I go st- study something that I've had a passion for since a childhood. And I went to graduate school and studied weather. So and that's kind of how I came along with it. So
1: Yeah, and meteorology is such a cool field
0: to it, do. It really is, you know, and there's a lot of people in the field that have a deep passion for it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's spawned out of childhood, uh, like in your case as well, and, you know, th- those people are really passionate about what they do, and it really shows. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So tell me a little bit about uh, your history here in Florida, because you're, like, a Florida native. Yeah, you love the state. Uh, have you ever traveled anywhere else in the southeast? Well, uh, let's just say
0: very limited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, family's pretty close, so I never really had much of a reason to really travel too much. And, you know, of course, growing up, you know, let's just say flying was kind of hard to come by. So, uh, you know, I I, I pretty much stayed local for the most part, but, you know, especially later in in my life, I've had the, uh, you know, thankfully had the experience of travel, you know, beyond home, Uh, whether it was to conferences, I've been as far west as Texas, you know, and, uh, you know, even in Mississippi, for instance, I get this, I've never seen snow until I went to graduate school that, yeah, I've never, been, never never, seen it, so I went to graduate school. It was my, I think it was my second semester. We Did had, you like the snow? Oh, yeah. I was thrilled. I'm like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was cold, and I was scared to drive anywhere, but, yeah. you know, because uh, it's not just me I'm worried about, it, it's other people. Because it's yeah. the thing about the South, you know, the South shuts down when there's snow. And to give you a heads up, what happened here, I think it was 2014, and I want to say 2018, if I'm, my, my memory is correct, uh, we had winter systems come through here where they basically shut down the interstate from almost Jacksonville and even Pensacola because it, Florida is not ready for ice. We <laughs> yeah. don't have the infrastructure uh, to kind of, you know, uh, handle that. So they just shut everything down and shut the bridges down. So we just don't have that issue of ice on the roads. And people are, around here aren't ready for that kind of thing. We're not used to it. So it just... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know that that's fair because even sometimes in South Dakota we shut down our interstates during blizzards and stuff, and it's always dangerous out driving on those roads. There are multiple accidents uh, that happen a- a- up north when there's there's ice on the roads. Mm-hmm. So it is important to you know heed those travel warnings when it happens, even down here in the south. Yep.
0: Who knows when we'll get that again? But hopefully not anytime soon. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> no kidding. <laughs>
0: All right. I think we're about out of time. Thank you, Hannah, so much. And again, welcome to the team. We're glad to have you here. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy the much nicer, warmer climate here.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to be here.
0: All right. This is it for this first edition of uh, uh, the Cirrus About Weather Podcast, serious About Weather. Okay. Oh, I pronounced that right. I'm still trying to get this in my head. Serious About Weather Podcast. If you have any podcast suggestions or want to write to us anything or comments, uh feel free to uh send us a message uh or email at weather at Wctv.tv. You can also email me. Uh, I'm on social media. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Roop WCTV. Actually, it's a good question for you. Where can they find you on social?
1: Uh, my Twitter name is at MessierWX.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, also on Instagram, too, it's at WX. So if you have any questions, comments, anything, be sure to share them with us. We'll try to keep this up every two to four weeks or so, uh, give or take, uh, especially if there's any good weather to follow up on. Uh, So stay tuned, and uh, we'll close off. And thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you guys again later.